Hey. What's up, guys? What's up? So, this was kind of a long one. <laughs> Man, this is a long-form episode, but it's yeah. kind of... Whoa. Me and think, Juan did what we would do, bu- do best, just shooting yeah. the shit on this one you a little may, bit. You may, you, may, you may like it, you may not, but this one's a more personal episode. This yeah. is kind of a... Uh, we're kind of dissecting a little bit of uh, not only the framework of our podcast, but also... Uh, Maybe our own philosophical framework mm. towards the end, right? Indeed. So yeah. we talked about, you know, some of the people who we were influenced the most by, um, some modern day, some uh, classic, <laughs> yeah, classical. Yeah. Um, I will, I will, I'm going to add. I'm going to add a couple more here in the intro. Oh, okay. I'm going to add Kafka. Okay. It's, it's, his, he had he had some very interesting stories that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and then also Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, okay. I'm at him. Some more classic. A lot of old guys, but you know, they 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 had stories that I really just kind of took a lot away Mm. with. But uh, anyway, what we call a classic man. I'm a classic (laughs) man. (laughs) Nah, I just think I'm very old. Terrence is has a more contemporary list. Yeah. So he's he's a better man than I. He's. uh, (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but (laughs) he's uh, he's a lot more. He's a lot more kept. You kept up to date. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, so look out for that. I think it's, I think it's interesting. Maybe you can uh, leave a comment on whether you think. Honestly, we were we were do- going through a bunch of stuff. I don't even remember what we were all talking about. Do you, do you remember <laughs> yeah, anything I do. else? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe, like I said, the bigger picture. You know, we we kind of like talked about some of dissecting Rogan's own like podcast framework and how we. Oh yeah, and we also talked we, about grad school. We, yeah, and, grad school. How we inter- do interviews. Yeah, you know aspects of that, and then um, grad school, like the pain and gain mentality. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the pain, pain in the play, pain and play yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what. Yeah, uh, guys. Yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah, but we we build. We talk a little bit about that, and then of course we end up at 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 little, talking a little bit about Dawkins, mm-hmm. uh, his his. But that's more about like our own internal influences and how we approach debates and um, how to change people's minds, the different approaches we take. Right, um, right. How to discuss things with people. But uh, but if that yeah. sounds interesting to you, stick around. Yeah, guys, and uh, make sure once again just to like, subscribe, comment, share. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us at uh, Eigen Bros on yes. Twitter. Also check out the website eigenbros.com. Um, and yeah, guys, just uh, stay tuned. I just don't want Kitty knocking anything over. That darn cat. Remember that movie? No. Either. <laughs> Three, two, one. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> We're live. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're back in a very off-the-cuff episode <laughs> of Viking Bros. Indeed. Featuring Maisie Wilkins. <laughs> Maisie's name. Come on, Maisie. Yeah, I guess actually, uh, Juan people have been asking me what the cat's name lately. It's Maisie. Yeah. It's Maisie. I call her Maisie the Destroyer. Maisie the Destroyer. <laughs> Maisie Wilkins. Hello. There My she name is. is. Maisie Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave her that last name. I decided to fit perfectly. Yeah, why Wilkins? I don't know. She looks like a Wilkins to me. <laughs> It's just very random one. It kind of is, but uh, you know, <laughs> look at her, man. She's just she's a great cat. We she rescued is. her from some some now. Let's just say Wilkins is the name of the the, the place uh, the place we rescued her from. <laughs> the uh, I think you're making that up. I am making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's just fitting, you know. 
From the Wilkins Foundation. From the Wilkins Foundation for lost cats. <laughs> for lost and estranged kittens. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, now I, that I think of it, you're showing Maisie to the cat over there on that screen. Yeah. She was on the left side, so it's going to be you. They're not going to see oh, it on the camera. <laughs> okay, well then. You, you got to show me put her you right sh- in front of you. Yeah, you got to show her right in oh. front of me. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like that, but I yeah. can hold her. Hello. Yeah, there they, there, there, now they'll be able to see. <laughs> Again, she is for all you cat lovers. Yeah, she's got some claws, bro. Yeah, she does. She's a mean one. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Man, this week, there's a, I don't know, there's an, in science news, I guess. Yeah. I guess there's not really a lot of science news, but. Uh, well, this podcast is going to be like released two weeks God. from now, so. Oh, There's yeah, going to be a yeah, lot yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> news that probably is going to happen since then. Off the Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right. But, you know, we can talk about some of the big things that are happening right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, they're probably still relevant two weeks from now. Yeah. You know what? Maybe. The news cycle moves too fast. So let's just, you know, let's <laughs> slow it's all it down. Good. Let's digest. It's all good. Let's digest some of the material. Yeah. Right? You know, like, for instance, some people haven't even seen the Joker movie. I haven't. I haven't either. So you haven't? I haven't either. I thought you did. We should go watch it. We should. Yeah. I really want to see it. After my experiment, <laughs> we'll, we'll find some time. <laughs> Shit, it might not be out by then. Nah, it'll be <laughs> out, man. These movies are in theaters for months. Okay. You know, Maybe we can even go to the cheap one. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah. be real cheap. Because um, I'm a broke bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, but just from pure not having time. But uh, mm. see, and then people, talk, people are moving on too fast from from information man so let's let's linger on some some things that are happening in the news today like uh sure. you know uh one of the most influential uh you know the entertainers not entertainers but uh interviewers of today mr mr rogan of course uh, you know the uh what would you call him the the de facto what's that guy from the, the green uh what's his name i was i was gonna say alan greenspan <laughs> alan greenspan so i heard people compared to walter cronkite cronkite yeah. really yeah damn i was thinking more of uh damn who's that guy that talks like this come on give it to me you know what i'm talking about the interview guy no larry he's king larry king okay <laughs> but he's not as like you know it's his Larry King esque. Yeah, he's very. But but in terms of like, Larry King's still kind of relevant though. He, he still is. has he has his own internet show too. He and, does. You know, he has relevant guests. He does. Yeah, Eric Andre. That was a hilarious one. Oh, I, I literally was going to mention that one. It was. <laughs> it's awesome. He he doesn't know how to deal with them. No, no. But it was really funny. They I felt like they had perfect chemistry. Because <laughs> Larry King was a straight man, and then Eric Andre is a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. It the goes absurdist. so well together. Yeah, it, it, it's great. I think. Yeah, I think, but Rogan is on that level of seriousness as Larry King. I think, I think, yeah, but like, he's also a comedian too, so he yeah, can kind but, of get away with a little for, bit more shit. But for him, it's a switch. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't really have that. Like, if if a joke is trying to, if if a guest is trying to make a joke, sometimes he'll like analyze it too much. Yeah, yeah. he did a lot with a Theo Vaughn interview. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of the jokes Theo was saying was just going right over his head. I'm like, like, are you a comedian, Joe? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, hold on. He's like, hold on. Let's think about that. Yeah. Like, what does it mean for 
someone to live on the north side of a tree. <laughs> and he's just like trying to say the somebody's like, shady. I don't know, man. He's just like, I'm trying to say they're shady, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to be, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, anyway, he's, you know, of, of today, there's a lot of people that complain about Rogan and people will probably, people will probably complain to us that we're too much of a Roganites because, you know. Oh, because we follow his channel yeah, so closely. Yeah, because I think we follow him so closely. But, but that's a that's a plus to me because I mean that. But he's like, so influential. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's and not, I like Rogan's stuff so much. Like I just feel like he does the kind of podcast that ultimately I would love to do. Just talk about shit and get people on there that you love mm-hmm. and are interested in. Mm-hmm. I was actually I, thinking I wouldn't of use like, love. Well, yeah, or no, just, just at kidding. least are interesting. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, that's kind of true because like, like, love is a strong word. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> even like people who I don't like, I even want to see on Rogan just to see their opinion on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would want to interview people I don't like. I think if I could. You would or you wouldn't? I would. Yeah. I would probably sit down with controversial figures of the day. Who's um, someone that you don't like? Hot someone take that one I don't like. That you would want to I don't interview. like Tucker, Tucker Carlson, but I would sit down with him to talk to him, see him squirm. <sighs> see, that see him, might be see painful him, for see me. See him kind of squirm. Yeah, no, it would be painful, but it would he be... He looks like he's literally just like on the verge of having like a 70 IQ. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got that dumb look on his face all the time. Uh, he's, he's He looks like the dumbest man on the planet. Looks. The only reason why I would interview him is because I remember watching a late night comedy show on Fox News yeah. back in the day. It was kind of like, do you remember Insomniac from Dave Attell? Dave Attell back in yeah, Comedy Central yeah. in the 90s? Yeah, it's uh, it was sort of like this irreverent kind of uh, comedy show. They would, they had, there was a panel show that had uh, the conservative guy and then the liberal guy and then the, the sort of ombudsman was like sort of... Independent? You could, yeah, it was like an independent, um, and he would serve as the ombudsman, and and uh, and yeah, it was kind of like this. It was kind of a funny show, but okay. it got canceled like like years down the line. But um, but I anyway, remember it though. It came on late. You came on, so late. I could never watch it. I was it came too, on super late. Too um, too young. I forget I think. the name of it now. I think it was something like Red Eye or something, mm. something like that. But uh, but yeah, I I, I remember stumbling on it. Because I used to stay up late and do homework. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd watch it. It was 2 or 3 in the morning for me. <sighs> Probably you lived in the East Coast, so. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if it was 2 or 3 in the morning yeah. for me, bro. <laughs> it's like 4 or 5 four for me. 4 or 5 for you, dude. Yikes. Yeah, okay. that's too late. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, I remember some, well, I forgot what I was trying to say now. Damn. Um, getting oh, interviewed. Tucker Carlson. Yes. Yeah. So, so he went on the show and, uh, Nothing like the, uh, not really anything like the guy that Tucker Carlson you see today. Really? Yeah, I think he was a lot more nerdy. Oh, I remember seeing him, and I was like, Who "Wow, is he this seems guy? so stupid." Who's this guy? Yeah, he was. I was. He he was a lot. He seemed a lot more. I thought he was like a Christian uh, kind of, yeah. uh, kind of like, you know, straight line kind of guy, and 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 then now I get the impression he was just kind of like. Um, I don't know, but I don't know if it's because Trump made people this way or... Honestly, I don't really even know much about Tucker Carlson. Just every time I see his face, I'm like, why does he look so fucking dumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would probably so interview I can't get him. Past, I don't know what he says. What I'm trying to say is I'd interview people that uh, that I think like that are kind of controversial and people kind of shit on because it'd be mm. like, okay, well, what is... What made you? What made you into this person? Like now, I, why would you want to interview him? 
because for me, I'm like, what made you go to this position? Why would you want to be in this position? Why would you, why would you, why do you believe the things that you do? And if, if it comes down to them being bigoted and if it's as simple as that, then okay, well then you just have all the, he is just the classic like Trump supporter, isn't he? He might be. Okay. I'm not sure. I, the thing I don't, is, I oh, don't know. Oh, you don't really know, know that the much thing about is, him I either? don't know. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like if, if, if I would have someone that I, yeah, it would just be like, why? Just, yeah. you know, um, I would try to be amicable. It'd be like if one of my friends and I do have people, I do know people that are Trump supporters. Yeah. You're um, really good about being very um, respectful and I try good about, you know, talking I, to people. I try, man. As opposed to me, the complete asshole opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I try, man. I try not to be emotional because yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it can get ugly, right? Yeah. You can turn people off to expressing their true opinions. Yeah, and you can. I think it makes people defensive. Yeah, and combative. And that's and I think you kind of have like a similar interview tactic to Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. which is why I think his pop his podcast is so popular. Yeah, <clears throat> because of the fact that he doesn't want to be so confrontational with the guests. Yeah, you know, like a lot of these interviewers think they're asking hard hitting questions by basically attacking the guest. Yeah, which is just not really smart because yeah. then you make it so nobody wants to talk. Yeah, Joe Rogan is a very neutral body and kind of just wants people to say their piece yeah you know so he doesn't really inject his opinions or anything onto it as he does sometimes but yeah he's good at keeping himself um impartial yeah i feel like you have that same kind of quality i try i try to i try to impart that kind of energy but then there's some yeah. people that i'm like ah oh god i don't know if i i, <laughs> I, I energy <laughs> i don't know if i would be able to go like i don't think i could talk to ann coulter Oh, you don't think? I don't think. I'm just not interested. Maybe mm-hmm. because I know too much. Too intense? No, maybe because I know too much. Like the thing is, if I could, if I interview somebody like Tucker Carlson, who I didn't know. Oh. But I know too much about. Your bias is so much less, so you can probably take his. So I can sort of see like, where are you coming from, dude? Yeah. Like, what's up with you? Why are You're you? You're not going to be as irritated. You? Yeah. Because it could be surprising, maybe his beliefs or something. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't say surprising. But yeah, but. <laughs> but uh, your, your, your mind is more. Is not so um, in a place of already disgust. Yes, yeah. I would be very combative with Ann Coulter. Yeah. I think because you I, know her positions. I know very her positions, well. and I would be kind of like just not. I wouldn't have a favorable opinion of her. Now, what about if you could interview interview Trump? Trump. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because is uh, it just for the clout, or I think I think so. I think I would try to approach it like Charlemagne does interviews. Yeah, I would try to like <laughs> basically know, just troll him. <laughs> yeah, like how Charlemagne the God, if you guys know who he is, he's a radio host for The Breakfast Club, uh, and uh, popular morning show, and and yeah, just kind of have him kind of adopt his style if I could, yeah. if anything, just not necessarily be combative, but yeah. ask the r- provocative questions yeah. in a way that's gonna get his goat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 just just enough to to to. To give you clicks for sure, but then also just because I, I want him to kind of trap himself in mm-hmm. some way and mm-hmm. kind of put him in a corner so he so I can get the real answer out of him, yeah. so I can get his real opinion. Because he seems to be he seems to be a guy everybody talks about this, but uh any any anybody who's been fired by him, they say the last thing on his mind is or the yeah, the last thing on his mind is the last thing someone told him. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he seems to be kind of like a one track guy, like follows right. the wind. He's very easily manipulable. Yes. Or manipulated. manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think he'd be a interesting, not interesting, but you know, very controversial figure that I could probably be like, why do you believe what you believe? Like, right. Uh, one of those guys. But, uh, okay. but yeah, it's, it's, uh, more science guys are a lot harder <laughs> to <laughs> interview. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say science guys, I assume you're talking about like experts in the field or what? Yeah, I think I think Rogan obviously doesn't have the same approach to science guys. He's a, it's going to be a little bit harder for him to interview science guys, I think at a deep level. But yeah. then again, I also like that because he He's, kind of makes things um simplified for our audience yeah. and even I get something out of that too because you know, you know my style too one. I yeah, like yeah. to always re go over things and i like to always look at things from as simple as point of view as possible yeah so i think that it even gives me value when he interviews people like sean carroll or you know like the recent one um dawkins yeah um yeah so it could it could go either way for me i guess it's just but then that's a little bit biased because you know we are science professionals so yeah. i'm sure anybody would could go more in depth in their particular profession yeah but it it, it forces like if I had a science guy like Sean Carroll, if I ever interviewed him, obviously I would be totally different. I would I would have a totally different energy or a different approach to oh I see interviewing him because you know he's a respectable logical I, thinker. Yeah, I would yeah. I would probably respect him. I probably wouldn't use curse words in front of right. him. Right, <laughs> and I think uh, I would. You think you would? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, Gotta keep it real. Maybe I'll throw a a fuck in there. Yeah, because I think he's cursed. <laughs> he's cursed on his podcast yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he has. But uh, but you know, I'm I'm vulgar. I'm crass. I'm an I'm an American. <laughs> you know, I'm an American. But you're vulgar. you're pretty good though. Also, at keeping yourself um in check, curse yeah, wise. Yeah, but I can tr- I can definitely get down here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can definitely be down with the Cretans. Yeah, with the Cretans. <laughs> uh, you know the you know. Yeah, I I can definitely you know from I'm from the gutter, man. I'm from <laughs> you know it's it's uh it's kind of hard when you go, you know when you when you visit extended well, when you visit for me it's close family, but I'm pretty sure like if you visit extended family or just family members who are like you know poor of the poor, you're kind of like yeah, it's like all right we can you know I can be up here or I can meet you down here right right so it's like you got the best of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of get you kind of get that you can you can probably go for me i'm just saying i can probably go i can also go down here if yeah. i want to um okay but uh but i wouldn't do that with sean carroll <laughs> would you um you i think you would be you i think you would be the same yeah but on like camera right i but i but the thing is i do have levels too um i would probably be more professional with him especially on camera mm. But I would definitely try to be get something out of him, especially informally, if there weren't any cameras on. Because no. I like to try That's to see juice. the more like um, I always side? try to see the human side of people and kind of get them a little yeah. bit comfortable. Yeah. Instead of having to feel like they have to be a professional all the time. <laughs> yeah. One one guy who would like would be my dream guest would be Eric Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Like I feel yeah, like he yeah, would yeah. just be such a fun dude to just talk with. He and would. especially like off camera, I feel like he would get more funny and I can ask yeah. him more funnier stuff. Yeah, I think I would agree <laughs> with you just because he he's he's uh he's a guy that's not afraid to 
put a filter. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't think he has, I, I wouldn't say afraid, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem to have that same filter. And I, I think, I don't know. Did he say this? Did he say that he was on the spectrum? Uh, he might be. I don't did know. Did he say that? Maybe I'm reading it wrong. I'm not sure. He could be though. <laughs> he said I'm something sure. along the lines of like, uh, maybe he made a joke about it, but he was yeah. just saying how like he doesn't like, I don't think he's as filtered as he as people like him to be. Like he's not very. Mm. Uh, uh, he he says things that are not socially appropriate right. or something, something along those. Yeah, lines. I feel like Eric Weinstein would be fun to be drunk around. <laughs> he, he would. He probably would. He's, you could probably ask him anything, yeah. and he'd have an interesting answer to it. Yeah, because I think the episode that I heard him on, he did say some things that were a little bit to me kind of suspect in the sense that like, you could if you wanted to, you could dog him for it be like what do you mean by that yeah yeah but uh but of course like he's interesting opinions yeah but but of course you know i'm not i don't know I'm, I'm not gonna crucify the guy but uh but yeah anyway it's uh yeah anyway this is sort of a dissection of of, of rogan in a little bit but i but yeah. i think i think you can i think you have that aspect of of the interviewing technique which is like you know trying to meet trying to have people be more how would you say uh, open or mm-hmm. vul- not, not vulnerable? Is a I don't mean to say but vulnerable. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Say. Yeah, I like to I like people to try to be as much as themselves as they possibly yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm very you know I'm very opposed to um, f- well not opposed, but I don't like to censor. I don't like to filter a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that people should try to be as authentically them as they possibly can. Of course, yeah. you know, there's consequences of these things nowadays. So it's kind of like you got to really stick to it, depending on what you, depending <laughs> yeah. on what, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't want to say some, uh, yeah, you could say something wrong. Stuff. Sure. <laughs> and even if you don't mean to say it racist, you could just accidentally say something racist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just like people to be themselves, you know, as yeah. much as they can and feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, say uh, fuck hell, shit, whatever the hell you want. Yeah. By the way, maybe maybe this can kind of uh, we can kind of delve do- dive into this, but there's a pre- 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 prevailing sense in the culture of science. I, did we talk about this? This I don't know, know if I did. If we did, uh, of like puritanical kind of puritan ethic almost in the work. Um, it's it's kind of we've we've kind of discussed this off. Off, yeah, I don't know if we discuss off. it on air. Yeah, so it's a, to the listeners here. In science, I don't know. If you're in the sciences, please comment on this. Like, yes, this is 100% true. Or no, what the hell? Why would you say that? <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is that there's a Puritan ethic in sciences that revolves around, like, not only work, obviously work, but, uh, like, you must sacrifice yourself. Work is a virtue in itself. Yeah. And you must sacrifice yourself, you know, a hundred percent. And then the second one is you don't, you know, you have to be, um, how would you say, uh, how would you say this? What would you add to that? Um, cause I'm, I'm trying to so come up with a saying, word so you can maybe, yeah. Uh, so you're saying like you need to put everything into your work. Essentially, it's a sort of noble. You're taking on a noble thing. You must sacrifice everything. Right. Like um, science is number one. Physics is number one. You need to dedicate your entire existence yes. to it. Um, yeah. There's I mean, that. I agree, uh, especially at the graduate level. Yeah. But then again, that could be a lot of 
PhD programs in general. Well, that's what I mean by science. Well, but I don't know because I feel like in the sciences it may be a little bit more prevalent because I've I've seen this verbalized. Okay, I just you know don't I mean? know because I don't really. I'm not really. I've never really been exposed to any other PhD programs except for physics. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what. But I'm saying like just from your experience. Well, yeah, because you're, yeah, you're saying you have a very local experience. Yeah, experience. but the thing is, I kind of suspect it probably is a little bit crazier in physics because even the undergraduate of physics had that same atmosphere, mm-hmm. and I never felt anything close to that when I was outside of a physics setting. Like the amount yeah. of the amount of yeah, because I, I come from bio, so... Yeah. And you've done... And I've come from, like, four language where I just <laughs> literally didn't do anything but play, like, video games for, <laughs> you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hours in the day. Yeah. You know, which would be impossible to do in physics, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I think there is a level of rigor that is unusual. What the... What is she doing? Maisie, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> anyway. Crazy cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, no, I mean, speaking from my limited experience, it's been that it's, I came from biology yeah, and even that was, you know, you must, even then it was, it wasn't that hardcore. It wasn't like very, it wasn't like you must sacrifice your life to this, to, yeah. to the, I mean, you had to, to put cause. in the work, but I think it was a lot more humane in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this translates to the expect the culture, uh, in a way. Right, so, uh, or the expectation of students, and then and you get a certain preference for a certain type of student, like uh, yeah, like yeah, sort of clean, uh, you know, people. If 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 someone saw us, you know, if like me, you know, you and I don't look like traditional textbook physicists in a way, because yeah, I think more of the component is like because we're American. I think Americans have we're very we're very much products of our culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think if professors don't really, I, I don't know, maybe they don't like that because, I They think know. it's not serious or something? Yeah, because I think Americans are very cool and detached. Yeah, from, yeah. We like care about imagination and personality and health <laughs> and looking good and- <laughs> We have, uh, yeah, I think we have a lot of other categories yeah. that we put above, not not work. Right, you know what we're I mean? like more holistic in our approach to bettering ourselves. Yes, not just full on one type of thing. Yeah, and I th- I think it's a, it might not be, maybe it's uniquely American. I don't know. Maybe because we want it all, but I don't yeah. know if that's a uniquely American thing. Maybe, I just think that balance and moderation is a universal thing that should be strived for. Yeah, like I don't think too much of anything should be achieved or should be strived for. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get that working hard is good for a nation and everything, but, like, at the end of the day, this is your life, and then mm-hmm. the individual level, you need to be enjoying your life. Yeah. And for me, one of the reasons even why I left grad school was the fact that, you know, when it starts to get down to your health is deteriorating because of school, to me, that makes it not worth it anymore. Um, that wasn't really the case for when I left, but I just really didn't see much use of it, but... Of course, I was getting to the point where my health was still negative impact. Yeah, negative negatively impacted. Yeah, uh, no, for I, school. I, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't the final straw, you know. Of course, but no, but you that saw that was a part of it. Yeah, no, me, I, I, I definitely have that. I yeah. am definitely sac. You sacrifice a lot, but that's the point. You yeah. sacrifice. I mean, um, some people think it's worth it. For me, it's not really because yeah. I don't think the cost to benefit ratio was very yeah 
satisfactory. And I think me. we mentioned no pain was his mentality. Yeah, so I was talking about the th- my my theory on um the pain versus play mentality. Yes. So you so a lot of times in the academics, especially with physics, um the people there are very much in the sense of the pain mentality mm-hmm. where it's almost a masochistic approach to you you achieving higher and higher levels of achievement, I guess. Yeah. And um that's not really a mentality that I've ever had or embodied. Mm-hmm. I've always been more of a play mentality where mm-hmm. I achieve higher and higher levels of things that I enjoy or I like to do yeah. for fun. You know, I don't I don't see much use in having to cram for an exam, you know, just to prove that I can know this thing for and I answer these questions on a subject that I don't have any mastery of yet yet. Yeah. You know, so like exams and things like that are all just kind of just BS kind of metrics to me that add a lot of damage to your health mm-hmm. with very little return on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, a lot of those barriers and the thing is with grad school and just as higher levels you go, yeah. the barriers are just nonstop. Yeah. And a lot of times the barriers are just so nonsensical. It's just, me, it's just artificial. Saying, yeah. yeah. It's just an artificial way to weed people out more and more. Yeah. And it weeds out people who, it, it, it rewards those who are in that pain mentality of operating. So I just didn't find that very useful. Um, and I feel like that's a product of a lot of institutions. You know, they just get so bogged down with yeah. trying to be able to wait to make it exclusive to get people to the highest levels. Yeah. And they usually run on that pain mentality approach, I think. Yeah. So, so, so what you're saying or what we kind of came, the point we came to was sort of this filter, this pain filter in a way Mm -hmm. you get. So people that are in the institutions are the people that buy into the pain mentality because they were filtered through that. Right. And then it just becomes more and more rampant with those kind of people because those are the ones who will go through. Who bought into the idea. Exactly. So then that's what it becomes. So this is the prevalent pain. And and why do you think the pain mentality is so successful? Um, Honestly, I think it is successful just because, you know, it, it means you can endure a lot of stuff. Means you can, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah it means you can. you can endure a lot. So, I mean, it, that's why it would be good. But sure. I think the play mentality might be more rare, even. But would, I guess maybe, yeah. So okay, so you're saying the the pain mentality. Okay, because to me, the pain mentality is successful in the sense that it's dominating institutions. Yeah. But the play mentality is. Like I, the, when I think of an like an icon of the play mentality would be Einstein. Yeah, yeah. The icon of the play mentality would be Feynman. Right. The, within these, the physics regime. Within the physics regime. Yeah. Uh, these people that were sort of orthodox and 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 to be honest, they got a lot of flack for it. Yeah. Uh, especially Feynman, the most recent example, only because if you've read, read his books, he was he was kind of a guy who didn't do things in normal traditional sense, and even somebody like. Gelman mm-hmm. talked shit about Feynman. Yeah. He'd be like, he doesn't brush his teeth. Or yeah, something. I'm like, what a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the guy after because, he's dead about doesn't brush his teeth. <laughs> because, <laughs> so petty. So petty because, uh, but because, because he, you know, Feynman liked to question things yeah. in a way that was a little bit playful. He was kind of like, well, why do we really have to do this? Right. And uh, 
Still nasty though. Yeah, it's still Brush nasty. Brush your goddamn teeth, Brush your teeth Feynman. Feynman. But on, still, man. fuck Gelman too for <laughs> but, even. But Gelman was that. very judgmental. Yeah. He was. He was, he was very, probably like, just really jealous. I think. Maybe, but you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bandwagon. I'm not gonna jump on him. But yeah, yeah. But I will say he's this. still a great physicist. He's right? still a great physicist. He he contributed a lot. But but yeah, maybe he felt like he he was like Feynman was too over overplayed. But, yeah, yeah. But but it's because he had such a playful mentality. He he touched a lot of people in in a way that was uh negative no in a good way oh okay oh, Feynman Feynman like he but but I think physicists kind of had to like him in a way because his his accomplishments were so yeah but that's why I think also the play mentality is a lot harder because I think Feynman had an advantage because he had been in play mode on in physics for so long yeah he was already so ahead of the game it was oh, much easier for him to survive in the pain mentality regime yeah because he wasn't starting at the same place that a lot of people were starting on he was already way ahead of most people by yeah. that age yeah so i think the play mentality is successful a lot of times in an easy way when you already are so far ahead yeah although you can still make it but you're gonna have to buy into that pain regime for a while yeah. and you might have to put your play on the back burner in some ways yeah because i think the pain mentality might breed a certain kind of person right it might breed a person that is motivated by deadlines and yeah i think it is and, and that's a very reliable person so the thing is, is i think institutions like that because you are you have a reliability mm -hmm. to you and it means that you know that the people are going to do the bullshit regardless <laughs> uh -huh. a play person's just like fuck this dumb shit <laughs> i'm just going to do some things that actually matter and make right. huge changes yeah 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 uh, but it's it's a more it's like a more risky um type of person to uh, let into a system because you know, they could, you just don't know what their uh, return on your return on investment is going to be. Yeah. That may, yeah, I think, I think you're right. There might may, may be more risky, like, uh, unless of course, like you were saying, you had, you're more trained like Feynman was. He, Feynman was kind of raised. Well, he, he, the thing is he could operate in the pain mentality because he was so far ahead. So the pain yes. is lessened. Yes. So, but he was still. But uh, I mean, if I I read his like autobiography or whatever, yeah. and it was kind of like when he was raised, he was a little bit, uh, it, you know, the way his dad I guess taught him how to approach physics. It was very playful, and so he yeah. carried that on his work. And so any creative, any creative, sort of like I think he had one of his biggest breakthroughs sitting in a cafeteria thinking about some guy juggling a plate or spinning a plate mm. and he was like hmm that's kind of interesting what if we did looked at things this way yeah and yeah he, he was kind of like oh look let me, let me follow through with that oh this is cool okay whoa what's happening here and then you know just mm -hmm. kind of follow through and that to me is a play mentality because it's like if the pain mentality is a guy who's like oh okay i gotta do this right i gotta answer emails i gotta right. you know do xyz do xyz yep. and then uh go you to know, this conference yeah i gotta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i gotta you know turn out this paper right and yeah yeah the, me the metric of yeah. success is, is you're right it's more oriented towards like but doing I, all but these. that is that is much more favorable to building an institution Mm -hmm. You see, because it means that you're 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 coagulating into a way where you're enhancing the institution. So the pain mentality is much more reliable. And it's it's uh -huh. like it's like working as a seamless cog in the machine. Yes. So that's why I'm saying that institutions always promote that pain mentality because 
that is basically what being a machine is like. It's like you, a machine you want it to be reliable and to do the things you want it to do. Yes. So you don't have any kind of um, what do you call it? Any kind of um, you're not guessing if it's going to work or not. Yes. You just want things to work seamlessly and reliably and yeah. predictably. Yeah. The play one is like. It could work out, but this machine could also fuck up the whole system. So yes, you know, yes, it's a but much bigger risk. Sometimes you need to fuck up the system. That's true. Right? Sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need to re- rebuild something. Right, but it's harder to see that, and a lot of people also don't have that kind of foresight either. Mm. You know, so it's there's a lot of factors against the play mentality to be successful, and that's why I think a lot less of those types of people will make it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but that's why I say when you have a play mentality, the best way to do it is to build your own institution. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, because I mean we're overdue, man. We're overdue yeah. for an uh, Einstein. We're overdue for one of these mm-hmm. bigs, uh, big brain, galaxy brain thinker guys. <laughs> these uh, playful mentality guys. I don't know if we need it necessarily, because uh, the thing is, when you do have an institution that's so well built up. Mm. You can make things so systematic and so regimented mm. that the process has been so well defined. Mm-hmm. Now you can just keep making incremental steps mm-hmm. and you'll always make progress. It just won't be a giant leap of progress. But, yeah. who's, but who says you need that? Yeah, It might be fast enough where you're still ex- achieving exponential, you know, uh, uh, exponential, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, discoveries and things. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. think about Mike Moore's law. Mm-hmm. The path of Moore's law is very easy like it's a very logical, easy path. They just know yeah. that you just keep making the things smaller and smaller, and then you double computing power. Yeah, it's a very logical framework. Yeah. So that's that's a product of an institutional um, framework. So if you can do that, then mm. it works, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you don't really need an Einstein for that, maybe. So maybe that's why. Maybe this is just one of these natural things that has to occur with uh, institutions, where once the institution's built up pretty much the play people get so hard to get through now they are more attracted to to go into untapped areas and then they build up those untapped areas yeah so i think all these things just kind of take care of themselves sure but who knows yeah no i i I think uh, you're saying they correct themselves yeah yeah Yeah, like if you can't get through the system then you go to something else right yeah I mean, like you were saying, that guy from Subway, the guy, the mathematician yeah, who won, go. what was that guy? Yeah, I forget his name. He's a Chinese dude, I think. Mathematician, um, right? Yeah, and he he made the, he made some big discovery or big improvement on the twin prime conjecture, and he was working at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> and I you was know. saying that's probably because he didn't have to deal with all the dumb bullshit of bureaucracy and emails and all this other yeah, shit. He was he was literally purely, just cutting sandwich and. Cutting sandwiches and doing math all day. Living the minimum, living the bare minimum, yeah. just playing the play mentality. He was like, I'm going to go home. Right. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna get my my pay, but I'm going to go home and do math because mm-hmm. I want to do math. Right. Yeah. And then he solved that, you know, I think he made that prime number sieve yeah. thing. Damn. So there you go. And then now he's got a professorship. Iconic. Yeah. There you Look go. Look at that, man. That's, <laughs> these are the play mentality guys, right? These are the guys yeah. that are just like, I'm doing this for fun. Yeah, and man. And they're like, I don't want to deal with this BS of, uh, of the, uh, you know, whatever the the bureaucracy, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I, I I commend that. I respect it. Um, you know, but when you're an immigrant, when you're an immigrant's child, you know, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You're expected to. Uh, I I I get why people have to just put up with it sometimes and just yeah. say screw it. Um, 
Yeah, man. There's a lot of times you don't have luxuries to pick and choose your path. But then again, yeah. I think you do. No, yeah, you it's do. Just, you it's just do. A, it's all in it's what you really want to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a calculation because there's cost and benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to really set yourself down a path that you want to yeah. do. Yeah, and that you think is achievable. Yeah. So, uh, so if you, uh, you know, if you're listening and you have. Uh, <laughs> We're giving you an ugly picture of <laughs> of, of administration, but it's, uh, you know, institutions, academic institutions. I mean, this isn't just academic, right? This is also yeah. big corporations. I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. Pretty, sure, pretty sure the only guys that play are the bigwigs, are the guys up there playing with yeah. money, right? But even then, maybe not like, it'll probably be like guys like Elon Musk's because, yeah. you know, like the people who are at the top of well-established industries are probably more industry type dudes too because like the ceos there they come up way after the companies have been developed and then they Mm. just know that these people are going to be reliable to take the company to make a consistent profit yeah that's why you get all these bad ideas like people changing the formulas of you know their cookies because they want to shave off a little bit of (laughs) the um what do you call of the overhead or something on their company just to make that small quarterly profit Yeah, yeah yeah So those are like the industry types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't use creativity to make a better product. They just cut corners and cut prices and cut costs yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that to make it so they're constantly making profit. But then Man. they make a shittier product, you know, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Man. Whew. So it's always a fine balance, right? <laughs> you always got to make a balance. The idea here is that you have to, if you're an individual who's, Who's creative? I think I think I think you and I are both kind of creative yeah, mindset. We have I'd creative. Say so. We yeah, we have creative mindsets. I'd say um, we're both play mentality. For we're sure. both. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I definitely am. I definitely am driven yeah. more by the enjoyment. Yeah. Of things. Like I feel like I, I feel things. like we could probably do physics all day. Yeah. If it was actually things that we wanted to do, but yeah, like, if I didn't have to worry about bills or whatever, <laughs> dude, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I could, <laughs> if I could just be like, yeah, you know, just. Uh, you know, focus a hundred percent of my energy on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude. This, I already, I don't get paid for the work that I do. Yeah, like, yeah, I get paid to do one particular thing, but I don't get paid to do like research. Technically, yeah, technically, I, I technically yeah. don't get paid to do that. Yeah, I do it because I want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, that says a lot, I think. For but of course, you also get the PhD in return. Yeah, but so it's to kind me, of a payment. Yeah, it is, but. To me, it's about it's an investment. It is, but I, I, I don't. To me, I look for me. I think, I think the enjoyment comes from doing the work and and uh, like solving a problem, going through mm-hmm. a problem, and being like, oh, cool, I, I did this from start to finish, and right. like, you know, I did it all. I learned so much from this, and I, yeah, I just I learned so much about this and i figured this something out like you know it was, it's cool that's i enjoy that aspect of it mm-hmm. yeah so i'm you know it's sort of uh what are those external and intrinsic motivations you know i'm, I'm we're definitely more intrinsically motivated yeah than extrinsically like 100%. deadlines yeah den- deadlines for the record give me anxiety like deadlines for me are not for you i think you're more much more chill guy for deadlines, I mean, deadlines. But then again, me, I have a hard time of knowing that when I have anxiety anyway in the first place. <laughs> so it might give me some level of anxiety, but I just don't know know it or something. You maybe maybe you you yeah. Because for me, because you know me, I think I have abnormal levels of anxiety. <laughs> abnormal? Abnormally low. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I think 
So well, I can never tell when I, if I don't really even know when I have anxiety or if I have anxiety. No, to, to anxiety, I mean, for me, it's a sense of urgency, but the urgency has to be directed. Like for me, it's an, it's not a directional or sense of urgency. What do you mean? That's what I mean by anxiety. Like, can you explain? So for instance, uh, like if, if I have 20 deadlines for things, yeah, uh, this month that I got to do. Uh, then I can be like, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I got to do this, this and that. Mm -hmm. But all those things in the back of my mind, I'm a little bit like, oh damn, I have so much to do. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, I kind of feel that too. Yeah. But it's, uh, then maybe, then maybe, yeah. Then, but, but the, the response I get, there is sort of the mental kind of my brain, the way it goes, the way it goes to processing it, instead of processing things rationally, meaning that I look at things, I look at these, these, uh, points or I look at these dates on the calendar, Mm -hmm. not linearly, but all at once. I do the same. Okay. I do the same. And it feels like you have a lot of shit to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well then fuck, we offer the the same same thing. But then maybe the sense of urgency is not as like for me, it's physio. I get a physiological response. So that's where I don't. Yeah. That's what I don't get. Okay. But I do feel like, I do feel a sense of urgency though. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to speed up when I see a lot of gotcha. shit on the calendar. See, that's healthy. That's a, I think that's a healthy thing. If it you makes think? you, if it makes you want to move, because for me, I feel immobilized by it. Oh, that's the okay. thing. It's it's a it's a weight. Like, I see. It's well, like, you know, fuck. when you know, like we've worked together now for a long time. Yeah, once, yeah, so yeah. you know, like with me, I always then I just have to put on my calendar, and I yeah. s- always have to plan the times and things. Yes. So I plan the time, and I make yeah. sure that I'm always going to get the times done. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me feel like I need to do it, but I yeah. don't know if it is healthy in some sense because then it makes me feel like I need to just keep going faster and faster if things aren't if things aren't getting done. But that's and it good, makes me kind of sloppy though sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that comes with how many things you yeah have, exactly how many things you're juggling yeah but, if i've got too much then i'm like i get um so fast that sometimes i'll like miss put my attention on something and then i'll immediately direct to something yeah, else yeah, without yeah, finishing yeah, the one yeah, thing oh yeah 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 and it makes me um a little bit scattered in I my see. mind okay so then you ha- do have a sense of it i think i think you're probably a level above me because uh, for me it's like because i'm i'm stuck at i get stuck at the level of like this is a lot I see. And just for like, you, fuck. and for yeah, so I had to learn how to, like what you're saying, be mm. be directional, like tack this one thing, task oriented thinking. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. Do this, okay. I did this. What's next? This, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to looking at things like a mass, like a monster of things. Very true. Yeah. And I actually, I feel like I've gotten better with that now. Yeah. Because I've found another level of it where it's not only just the task at hand. Mm-hmm. I found that for me to get things done, I have to set myself micro goals. Oh, so like, okay. this is what I have done when I do, like when I work out, mm-hmm. I fucking hate working out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never really enjoyed it, but now it's kind of like almost a ritual for me. Yeah. And that's because I set, have set micro goals for myself. So what I'll do is I'll say like, okay, my first goal is to, once I need to start working out, I just say, okay, all I want to do is I just need to wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Well, not anymore. I don't wake up now at 5 a.m. But I'll say like, I need to wake up at 7 a.m. Yeah. No matter what, I must wake up at 7 a.m. And then I tell myself I don't have to work out. I don't have to do anything, but I need to wake up at 7 a.m. So then the next morning I'll say, okay, I woke up at 7 a.m. Now I have two options. I can either 
put on my shoes or I can go back to bed. <laughs> so I say, well, I'm already up. So my next micro goal is to put on my shoes. Yeah, yeah. If I got my shoes on, then I might, I might as well just get in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to go work out, but I at least need to get in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just do this increment incrementally till where I can finally start getting consistent. Mm-hmm. Some days you'll go back, sometimes you'll go forward. But when you just keep making yourself do these micro goals that make it seem like very small wins, it makes it so I feel like I can actually do these yeah. things. And then it piles up yeah, and kind of goes. And that's called biohacking, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I love how millennials have to now... Call it something cool. Call, call <laughs> it something cool when it's literally just, uh, you know, having like how to how to how to generate willpower for things yeah willpower is hard to get man i mean especially with this day and age when everything's so instantaneous and you can just be so lazy yes you gotta really actively do it but i mean that's the human condition you we're meant to be moving and doing things yeah it's kind of uh yeah it's very strange i don't know yeah i think to in today's day and age i i I don't know if we're uh, there's this psychological phenomena called like the, the paradox of choice yeah and it's have you heard of this yeah where you're overwhelmed by the choices yeah and it's so a little, you, it actually incapacitates you and that's how i feel about certain my tasks sometimes yeah. like if, mm-hmm. if it uh choices i like having choices but if i have too many choices for instance when i'm say this happens to me a lot especially mm-hmm. when i'm i wait too long to eat and i'm hungry so whenever i wait too long to eat and i'm hungry i'm like Oh, I could eat anything, but then I'm like, mm. what do I really want to eat? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, well, I don't feel like having this, but then maybe I could also eat that. So, so it's like this, I reach an impasse, but it's the paradox of the paradox of choice. It's like, you know, but, but if I plan mm. ahead of time before I'm hungry, what to eat? Yeah. I'm more, I'm more like, okay, I, I said I was going to eat this, so I'm going to yeah. eat this. And it makes, it makes it to where like, I'm a lot more, how would you say? Like You're I've already made that dis- choice. Yeah, I, yeah, I already made the decision beforehand when I had the willpower. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to when I when I'm sitting with no willpower, I'm like I'm hungry, I'm tired, I want food. Right. So, so I usually don't have that much food in the house, so I don't have many options. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but then that makes life easier in a way because yeah. you. But that's what. I, but this kind of translates to the a grand in a grand picture of life. I think maybe I think maybe being more successful might be there's there's some you know there there's always I'm pretty sure you're you're kind of a you're kind of an entrepreneur now what would you say mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure you digest a lot of material that's like uh you know 12 rules for oh yeah you know for successful every day man Gary V is probably the greatest um yeah inspiration for me for entrepreneurship uh, because I feel like he gives me the most value of anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually not but his, you, his abstract stuff doesn't really give me much value. Yeah. But his practical tips always give me massive value better than anybody. Yeah. So, so how would you, okay. Like for instance, the, the task oriented thinking that yeah. that's something for me that I, the micro able, goals. Yeah. Well, I haven't really done micro goals. Like in a way I've done it in, in, in th- like, I know about micro goals. To me, I've used it as a tool, but it's mm-hmm. not my default state of being. My default state of being yeah. is just kind of go with the flow kind of guy. I'm Same not, here. I'm not really a guy who's like, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a play guy, man. I, I like to do <laughs> whatever I feel like doing, and it's 
I think yeah. I feel like we're we're the same though. One, he's in the pod. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm definitely. A, I would much prefer go with the flow. But the thing is, I see that I want to be an entrepreneur, and I have such. And I think I have more of an. I think I have more of an investment of being an entrepreneur mm. than you do. Um, it's yeah. just because I I feel like that's what I have to do since I yeah. can't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm in this crossroads where <laughs> now I'm like. If I can't make it in academia and I can't make it in a job, then I mean, my really only option is entrepreneurship. No, you can so. make it in a job, but you just, you would just it's don't want so, to. Yeah, it's so hard for me to yeah, do it. Yeah, so no, I feel I like I got to, I got to really clean up my, you know, I really got to work on all my weaknesses and that's yeah. my biggest weaknesses are being organized, you know, yeah. um, being very practical in my steps on mm-hmm. building businesses and things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm very ideas and theorems and things come yeah, extremely yeah, yeah. easily and naturally in me but the actually being consistent i always am trying to practice being consistent at things because that is one of my hardest things to do you're a natural mathematician man <laughs> you know because like you know mathematicians have this saying if you figure out an idea mm-hmm. if you prove something a proof you have a proof of concept in your mind you're like oh all right then, and then you don't care about it anymore. The rest is just trivial. manual labor. It's trivial. Exactly. And, and that's the part I need to stop. I That's what I'm always trying to undo now. I need yeah. to actually stop just solving the theory and then being uninterested. I need to start putting things into action more yeah. and more. And that's what I'm constantly trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one of my biggest weaknesses is actually trying to do that. Yeah. Then I can see why you made it this far into physics, man. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> such a, yeah, because we have a lot of that, right? We have a lot yeah. of... Uh, Oh, you know, it's it's uh, you know proof of concept. You figure it out. You're like, okay, that's cool. All right, mm-hmm. on to the next thing. Uh, but you see, when we do when we do homework, I do the whole thing. Yeah, from you start like to, to build. Finish. You like to build the scaffolding. Yeah, I uh, got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, which is something that not a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, which is good. You you need that for like really understanding mm-hmm. the framework mm-hmm. of certain things and uh, and yeah, it's just um, what's I gonna say. No, I commend that 100%. Like, I, I can operate on the... I can op- I, I kind of get by sometimes on, like... And, and it kind of bothers me because a lot of people that I see that are successful in terms of grades, right? They... they They're operate, straight memory. A lot of them do operate on, mm. like, just remembering Accepting. and... Ex- well, not... You may, I'm, maybe I'm... Okay, you do need to remember certain things, but... Mm. I would say accepting things is yeah. probably the more important yeah. thing. Like accepting certain things and taking it for granted. And and when it comes, to, sometimes for me, when it comes to tests, like I, the biggest differentiator between me and someone else who, say, a student who got an A, mm-hmm. I would go talk to him and be like, "Hey, what? Do, how did you get a perfect score?" And they're mm-hmm. like, "Typically, the answer is I just wrote down pretty much whatever kind of came to my mind." But the thing is, yeah. with me. I'm pretty sure you have the same mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't write something down that I don't believe, that same. I don't 100 percent am happy or, or convinced with, well, and I have to work through things. Be like, this okay? Does this hold? I, I have to look at every statement I make as like a sentence, mm-hmm. being like, I'm saying this is true, and I can't just write something down with a good conscience. For me, I can write it down. I can do. I can write something down. I don't believe. No, I'm saying yeah. You but can. You know what, but you know what happens is yeah. it's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try to be like the other kids and memorize okay. this thing yeah, and yeah. write something down that it's just like 
I mean, you can't come this. out of left field. And then what happens is I always fuck up, <laughs> and then I assume something wrong because I didn't yeah. understand it. So I oh, know okay. that for me, this just does not work. Mm-hmm. My brain will only work if I understand it, and if yeah. I can't just pull it out of a hat. Because every time I've tried to do that, it's always failed me in a bad way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, but that, but that's one thing that I saw recently. Like a, a, a student that I went up to is like. How the hell did you, you said, you yeah. know, we were talking about the problem after the exam and I was like, mm-hmm. how did you get this grade? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And he was like, I don't know, man. I just, I literally just wrote down this and I was like, okay, I think you and I were totally operating on different mindsets yeah. and yeah. like, uh, and I was like, yeah, cause for me, I, I just don't like to bullshit. And he was like. Hey man, I'm here for the points, baby. Like, I just wrote down whatever. Hey man, if I could do it for the points, I would do it just so I could just say fuck <laughs> off with these stupid exams. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, it's not even impossible. I don't know how yeah. to do it. It's yeah. always failed me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. well, I guess my only option is to actually just yeah. study my ass off. One of my good friends, actually, Ricky, he was on the he was on the pod. Yeah, he, he's a uh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's I can one see of those, that. He's one of those test taking guys. Yeah. That even in high school, we went to high school together, mm-hmm. and uh, I like hated him for it because <laughs> this guy. Yeah, it always makes you envious. You're like, you fucking guys. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, how did I don't you? Know how you get it? Yeah, because for me, I'd, I'd I'd study. I'd be like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get the best grade in this class, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna study for this. I'm gonna do really well. Mm-hmm. Come test time, hey, so and so did really well, and then I'd look over at him, and I was like, did you even study? He was like. <laughs> Nah, man, half asleep. Nah, man, I don't know. I just kind of wrote down whatever. I was like, "What the fuck, man? Fuck you, man!" But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, there are certain people that operate on uh, on, on a different mindset about mm-hmm. certain things. I'm like, how do you? How do you? Maybe, maybe I'm too. Maybe I'm too conscientious. Conscientious, I guess. I think it's just different brains, man. Different yeah. ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got different ways of thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man. We're sitting at 55 minutes. Oh, we Should are? we wrap it up? Damn, yeah. nah, man. We didn't even talk about the main thing, man. <laughs> Real quick, what did you think about Dawkins? Well, that's uh, pretty much to wrap by now. What do you think? Five minutes, man. Give me give okay. me, give me, some, give me um, some Dawkins. You want to talk about the Joe Rogan Dawkins? Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm going to give my quick take. Okay, so um, I think Dawkins is getting old. Um, I think he's still got his thing going on, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like he's kind of bored now of doing it yeah yeah he is he's uh not even a bio he's not even a his he doesn't really talk about biology anymore no people, people associate he's full him, atheist now people associate him with like yeah anti-religion yeah instead of uh his discipline i'm very much a dawkins like atheist i think mm-hmm. very um very uh assholeish in my um, oh, okay in my um, what's your upbringing no that it's made, not that made you that way right mm, no no, it's my I own you decision. Were yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, I take a Dawkins-like approach to um, talking about religion. Yeah, because um, I think it's too damaging to our 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 intellectual infrastructures mm-hmm. to let people just go along believing in certain things without being challenged ever. And I only do this as a as a way to add variety. And what I mean by that is I feel like most people are nice. Most people are very nice about people's beliefs Mm -hmm. and they respect them and they are very cool about saying like, yeah, Yeah. I respect your religious beliefs and all that. And I think that's great. You know, that that, that's like a very nice way to be. Mm -hmm. And you should be like that, honestly. 
but I feel like I need to be that bad guy in a sense. I kind of make yeah. myself a villain in that sense that everybody yeah. has their cause, right? Some yeah, people yeah. care more about things like, let's say, ethics. There's always that, you know, SJW that gives a lot of thought to, you know, like racial things. Yeah, or like let's Martin say Luther like, King, right? Yeah, sure. Or like Martin, yeah, like Martin Luther King would be an example of someone who cares about those things like that. Yeah. For me, I'm an intellectual I would see myself as someone who's an intellectual, um, uh, maybe not an authority. I guess, yeah, I'm an intellectual authority in some circles, but I am a person who cares very much about intellectual things. Okay. So it's kind of my battle mm -hmm. to fight. So I have to not be nice all the time when people say something about how religion is the same as science or they'll say like oh, evolution okay. is just a theory. Mm -hmm. I can't just let that go because that kind of thing can be mm something that is pervasive in our systems yeah. of education politics yeah and then that damages us for the long term that sets mm. humanity back yeah so i feel like since that is my domain it is my responsibility to have to be that villain sometimes yes yeah, and that's what i think dawkins has to be although i think dawkins is a little bit maybe not aware or less genuine about his response to that he kind of thinks that he's being nice and you know doesn't that it's yeah, a he's that. like i'm but a he, hardcore yeah but he yeah. is kind of a villain but he's just he's so steeped in the logic of it he's not looking at it from an emotional perspective yeah so i think his i think his understanding of emotion is maybe not as developed yeah i feel like i have enough of a developed emotion to know that i am being kind of a villain when i do that but at the end of the day, it's still all love, but I have to be tough love sometimes. Yeah, you're saying you're being inharmonious or discordant yes, in a way. Yes, on purpose. On purpose. But yeah, I yeah. don't like to be discordant, honestly. I like yeah. to have harmony. I like everybody to feel good about things. Yeah. But it is my battle, so I you have to be kind duty, of the yeah. douche yeah. <laughs> when hey. it comes to religious things. So you're saying somebody has to do it. 30 work. Exactly. 30 jobs with my I have Rowe. to provide the variety because most people are nice. Yeah. And then also because most people don't have as much of an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. I have, I base a lot of my identity on being able to freely speak mm -hmm. and to challenge ideas and to be able to debate topics. Yeah. And this kind of thing is very important to me. So I have to do that. Yeah. This, this wraps into, uh, I think we had, we, we kind of had something similar along the lines of, uh, that the anti-vax vaccination with uh, yeah. this time it's personal episode. I think it's yeah, episode five. Yeah, that's one of our real old ones real before old video. Episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of our real old episodes. And, uh, oh, and yeah, you yeah. kind of discussed that bad guy. You had to take a position on something that's yeah. very personal. Right. And, with uh, my aunt and uncle yeah, who yeah, were yeah. anti-vax well, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I had to be the asshole because I'm the only one who will do it. Yeah, and so man, that's that's tough, man. I think Someone's sometimes be the in life guy. you've got to be that guy. It's like, yeah, you know, Eric Weinstein talks about everybody has their roles. You know, we have our we have our own ways of we have to do the things that we're kind of built to do. Mm -hmm. I'm that guy who has to be that intellectual douchebag sometimes mm -hmm. because you know I can't just let you not be challenged at all. Yeah, you know, you have to have your beliefs challenged. Yeah. Just like you can't let people just be racist, you have to challenge their um, yeah. beliefs on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so everybody has their um, everybody has their uh, their responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, Steph, I don't know. I, I yeah, it's kind of weird because I don't. I don't know. I you're right. I everybody has their thing. Everybody yeah. has the thing that they stand up for. Mm -hmm. Um. 
I just feel like a piece on the chessboard. Yeah. You know, I'm just a piece on the chessboard. Whatever yeah. my moves are, that's my moves. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's probably something along the lines of politics. I'm not as, I don't think I'm as, con, I'm not as, uh, how would you say, confrontational. My my yeah. methodology is a different. Yes, yes. Um, but I think my approach is the same. Or like, not, no, sorry, my... Uh, Similar? No, no, no. My... Um, my motivation is the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my methodology is different. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I know you care about logic and truth yeah. a lot too. Yeah. But you just tend to not be as much of a um a uh ruffler of feathers, we'll say. No, but I, I do put people in the corners sometimes. Okay. So and, and But that you c- I feel like you do it in a in a more um in a nicer way usually. <laughs> it can make do people feel awkward. Okay. It can make for okay. It can make people not like me. Mm. I've had, I've asked things to be, or I've asked certain things that made me probably, uh, made, made people think that maybe I, I was like kind of like, um, arrogant. inconsiderate or arrogant mm. or maybe like too, I don't know, like I was being too, too harsh, eh, not too harsh, but just like they could see, or maybe manipulative in some way that I mm. can, I, the way I, I can probe certain topics and kind of put people in the corner. It can mm-hmm. kind of make people defensive. I see. Uh, but yeah, but it, nonetheless, it's, it's, it's for me, it's like I'm holding up a mirror to the person sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not really being like, Hey, I'm envelop. I'm the opposition. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't necessarily, I try to just point out where their logic will lead them. And mm-hmm. instead of, instead of, uh, you know, just, um, Cause yeah, in, instead of just being confrontational in a way, cause like there are yeah. two approaches to this. If, if you, if you're like Dawkins, yeah, you, you, there's two approaches to all this. And, uh, yeah, I think I, one time I, I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but, uh, one of my buddies, he, uh, I don't know. He was kind of Christian when he came into college and, uh, and I remember he would always ask me questions and I would just talk to him. And, uh, like we, or I would ask him questions. He would ask me questions and we would just kind of just talk. And mm-hmm. then, uh, of course from, uh, well, not of course, but for me, I, I didn't, I wasn't really raised in a religious household and I'm more of an, a, like a pathistic in a way, like I'm ap- apathetic. I'm apathetic oh. to the, the question of God. I see. Um, so it's like, well, if you like, I don't know if, if it does exist, like, you know, t- to me, if, if a God existed, it would be the obviously you, if you do a, a, a what is it there's a <laughs> there's a what is a game theory somebody somebody did a real basic game theory chart uh, I think it was some some Greek guy okay. Aristotle one of these guys they said it's probably better to believe in God and not go to hell than to not believe in God yeah 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 they did that whole yeah. calculation right. and uh, and I was like. Yeah, maybe, or just not care. And then, uh, <laughs> yes, I don't even agree with that because if you believe in God, you still have requirements to fulfill that belief. Yes. Um, like praying every time, you know. Yeah, but a lot of times something you, happens. You know, if, if, but it, I'm not going to. You're wasting it. life because you still have to. It depends <clears throat> what you mean because I think it's wasting time because then you're basically it means that you're, you're artificially inhibiting yourself because yeah. now your framework on the universe 
is saying that you believe in God, and then that yeah. means that all of those answers have to come from God. He, You're also using all your Sundays yeah. to go to church, so there are going to be consequences, real life consequences. Yeah, but if you forgive, like say for instance, if you come whatever to let let's say let's say if God presents Himself mm-hmm. at that point, I have no choice but to be like I I am confronted with the existence of God. Say say yeah. say for instance, theoretically, God makes himself present and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, God exists. Then, then obviously the only logical choice to make is say, okay, I follow the word of God then period. And yeah. finito. Yeah. Then that's it. But the thing is right now there's no like, yeah. clear, I'm, I'm, I have to live my life according to what I know Yeah. right now. So, so yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, I, I think, I think I'm operating, God would forgive me if I'm operating on a very <laughs> limited framework. Uh, <laughs> That's what you think. You're going to hell, Juan. He's unforgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Just like God the rest of us forgive. heathens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. He's kind of lost it. He's kind of... Uh, I think he just is tired. Because he yeah. didn't seem as compelling as I've normally seen Dawkins. I think yeah. he's starting to... Like Dawkins, for me, was an intellectual authority for a long time. And I feel like now the new guys are coming up. It's the Jordan Petersons, it's the Eric Weinsteins, it's the Sam Harris's now. It's their time. And I feel like Dawkins is kind of like he's kind of going to rest now. Yeah, he still these, looks good though, but n- yeah, but these I think new, he just nah, doesn't but care as some much. of these new guys are being uh sort of new religion in a way, right? What do you mean? Like the like Peterson guys and um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but I'm saying he's just these are new intellectual authorities. Oh, oh, you're saying not okay. um not necessarily the fight for religion. Right. Yeah, cuz Jordan Peterson is a Christian. You know, he claims Christianity. I think Ben Shapiro is uh, Jewish. Jewish. Yes. Um, Weinstein's Jewish. Jewish. Um, well, I don't know I don't how know much of a practicing. Pra- I yeah. think he practices in the sense of like a cultureish, cultural Jewish guy. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily about belief. Yeah. Um, Sam Harris, I'm not sure what he is. Oh, atheist. He's an atheist. atheist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm pretty sure. So I guess maybe Sam Harris would be the replacement of Dawkins for this day For and this age. generation. Yeah. 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 It's... Uh, yeah, he's kind of come and gone, but um, I don't like Sam Harris really that much, though. Honestly, uh, I mean, I he's know. cool, but like I always fall asleep every time he talks. <laughs> yeah, I think and, like he says things in such a way that is just like so you know overcomplicated. Why? But you know to me. why? It's because we've we came up I, at least for me all these like IDW guys. Yeah, I've I've already seen them in one form or another. Like yeah. they're reincarnations of something that I've seen. Well, that's everyone in life. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but intellectually. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. literally every intellectual is every. I'm saying even any person, any person uh-huh. is just a rehash of someone else <laughs> because all of our ideas are based on the shoulders of giants, right? So yeah. I mean, of course that's going to be. I don't think that's really a fair assessment. <laughs> sure, but because everybody's but, a repeat no, of everyone. I, I know, but I'm saying to to me, none of this is. I don't see them as prominent. I guess maybe they're prominent. It's not a fair one. No, no, hold it's on. Pause. But this is to me like like. New new people coming into the ages, uh, like uh, whatever Zoomers or people that are in their twenties or mm-hmm. whatever. That when I was in my twenties, I was looking for some ideological framework to 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 be to be a part of or understand or live in or apply philosophy to my. It's own like a life, life philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking at people like you know, if you look at my bookshelf, there's a, uh, there's there's not everything, but. Um, Ayn Rand. You know, I was looking at Camus. I, I think I read some Rand, Ayn Rand in high school, but I read some Camus, and, and that's like, you know, like 
sort of a absurdism in a way and mm-hmm. and uh even postmodernist like thinkers and and yeah you just, you just kind of get into like i looked at people like that and, and sort of like so what i'm trying to say is you know reincarnations of of the people today like sam harris is a reincarnation of richard dawkins and then somebody like uh you know um how would you say uh what's his name um, who guys living today no P- peterson would maybe be some, i mean larry like rogan would be larry king if somebody yeah. somebody very influ- influential interviewer from some other sure. heyday uh but but yeah i'm saying we're already at that age where we've our influences at least for me my influences already set they're already already been influenced i've already been influenced i'm already i look at these guys and i'm like i've already heard what these guys have okay you know what i'm saying i can't agree i know exactly what you're saying i think because you're saying that you've already gotten you've already built up your framework of influence from these prominent philosophers and things like that from what you've read yeah i can't agree but 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 also i don't think i've i don't think i've read probably as much philosophy as you have but I was um, desperate, man. I was fiending <laughs> for some meaning but in I'm life. I'm not really a reader. I'm not really a big reader. Uh, um, so I like more watching people speak. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I don't think I'll ever be not influenced by someone. Um, no, I feel I, like uh, yeah. I feel like guys like um, Jordan Peterson and Eric Weinstein give me a lot of value, and they say things that. I have not heard in new forms and things that are interesting and irrelevant to the 21st century that I don't mm. think guys and gals from the past could ever relate to really. Yeah. But, that, but that's, that's kind of what I mean. Like if you haven't, I can understand why they're prominent is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, like they don't like, there's like Ayn Rand does not have philosophy on Twitter and things like no, that. No, Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I could find, like I could go through some, her philosophy of objectivism or whatever like if i could i could probably find objectivist thinkers that think that think something of that's what relevant to, do, to that's it. relevant today and yeah. and you you but that's that's the thing you can build i'm what i'm trying to say is you can build you can say what i guess because i'm i'm operating already in a in a framework where i i, I kind of agree with Camus in a way mm-hmm. i kind of stopped there because i was like well i kind of agree mm-hmm. with the guy what life means and and like and yeah, it's just um, what I'm trying to say is that you may look. For instance, there may be a new guy that comes that's a Peterson to Zoomers. Yeah, you know, and uh, he and could be valuable though. And you, yeah, to them. But like I'm saying, I'm even to me. Maybe because the thing yeah, is, they talk you. about issues that are relevant to now, and they th- they put it in a framework that is completely relevant to now. Yeah. So um, the thing is, I think. You're good. I think that, um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever get tired of of listening to these modern influential thinkers. They just provide me with something that is going to be new and fresh, yeah. you know, even though it might be something that a parallel that you can draw. I just don't think it can ever be as relevant yeah. to what it is now. Yeah. Like people didn't know what the Internet was in yeah. Aristotle's time. People don't have great arguments fleshed out for certain things that yeah. exist nowadays. Yeah, I uh yeah, maybe so, but mm, I guess yeah, I'm I'm just trying to reiterate my point, but it's just yeah. that it's just that yeah. I I I mean, you're right. There's a lot of things that are derivative 
and you can definitely say a lot of ideas are derivative and mm-hmm. it's just the spokesperson that changes right and uh and yeah in this this day and age the spokespersons for personal responsibility or somebody like i guess you know i i i'm Peterson. not familiar with peterson's work but i i know he has a book called 12 rules of life and i mm-hmm. imagine that's a self-help book yeah and uh and yeah like that can be that can be that that would be somebody i don't know i mean yeah i'm i'm i mean yeah I feel like i'm getting I'm circling a square here <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kind of being re- reiterating shit that i've yeah, already said yeah but, but um, it's interesting i mean i see what you're saying 100% but um i don't know i just i don't feel the same way especially um just i just feel like um there's just so much you can always learn from anybody and they can always say it in a new way that just maybe taps something in you that you yeah. didn't think about before. Yeah, maybe I'm not giving them too much credit yeah. to, to themselves because, I mean, they obviously have a, a following. Uh, Do you have any kind of influential people that you just really admire today? Like nowadays? Yeah. I think I, I've learned to appreciate, like... Um, I don't know. It's kind of funny to say this, but like who even Charlemagne. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like I think that's I, completely legitimate. Yeah, because he he he's kind of put a spin on things, but he's more of like a guy who's just funny to me. But sometimes some. some but that's okay. Like a guy who I just always love watching who's funny is Bobby Lee. He's yeah. probably a terrible person to ever <laughs> follow follow yeah. his lifestyle. But the thing is, you, I feel like I get so much from him as a person. Yeah, he, he teaches me things as a person that. You know, it's like such an unlikely person to think you. Yeah, would that's be the same thing of. with Charlemagne. I'm like, yeah. I learned so much from him, his wisdom of certain things, and I'm like, wow, that's because uh, I mean, like these people have lived through shit, and then you yeah. kind of just gather. Information. Yeah, and then they're older than us, so yeah. they have more experience. So it's like, I feel like there's always someone to learn from. Okay, there's always that, you always have an elder. Away, yes, you that take away elder. that take away. Yes, until yeah. yes. Um, my only thing, my only concern with people that i guess if that are coming up if you're listening to this and uh just um i've fallen into the trap of um buying into no nah, i guess i don't really i didn't really buy into a lot of ideas i played with a lot of ideas like i played with uh when i was in high school i was kind of playing with the idea of like like uh objectivism or whatever um if i remember that that's the name uh and then it kind of broke down like you know what i mean like you apply certain philosophies and you're like ah this there's not a one size fits all mm-hmm. and uh and that's something i learned early on obviously but like um you know take time to kind of realize that you may be in a point of life like terence is saying there will be new intellectual figureheads uh that come along that you may learn something from that you may not necessarily be married you, there might be kids out there who say, I'm a Jordan Petersonite or whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Or I'm a Sam Harrisite or something. Sure. Because sure. they're, they're definitely, and there were definitely a lot of Dawkins. I'm pretty sure Dawkins was back in our heyday. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a lot of followers of Dawkins. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. 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 But. That's what I was saying. I think he's kind of going away though now. I and mean, these guys like Sam Harris and because George Harris Peterson took, are coming yeah, up. Yeah. They, they they're took, taking the mantle. Yeah. Well, not so much Peterson because he's Christian, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about specifically oh, atheism, yeah, 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 but I'm yeah. just talking about intellectual authorities in general. Yeah, figureheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Would you say who would you say is like your top top three intellectual, intellectual or top three people that you admire as um who intellectuals or not even intellectuals but who who or let's say top five who are the top five people on your radar right now that you like to oh, just right check now. on and learn from fuck i don't know if i have that many man i would i mean charlamagne is one i listen okay. to his podcast would you put him at number one or can you rate him um, you want to I'm gonna them? say no order. Okay. I'm gonna say no order, but okay, he's probably the most five? influential. He's probably who's... the most influential right now okay. for me because he's kind of he's given like a lot of interesting uh, ideas and facts about yeah. his experiences and stuff. And I don't know. He he's he's he's. But it's because he focuses a lot on mental health now, mm, and that's something. And that's something that I think like our society is gonna move towards. And uh, he's kind of like at the cusp of that. Um, okay. And then uh, I don't know. He's he's probably the only one I can think of in recent memory. But overall, like of all time, I definitely throw Camus in there. Uh, Albert Camus. If you, I'm talking you about relevant him. now. He bro, he's always okay. relevant. These, these ideas are always relevant. <laughs> I'm talking about alive now. Alive now. Who can you say that's alive? That's your top five. Um, Surely there's got to be more than just Charlemagne. Nah, man. There's not really that many. Okay. So like, because I, I, I have more old dead guys. Okay. I have more old dead guys that have existed. All right. That's fair then. But. So then who's your top five for old dead people? <laughs> um, most influential. I think, uh, I think Albert Camus, obviously, he's, he's on there. Uh, and I would say, damn, um, Maybe what I say, this guy. I don't know. I think, I think because I delved into political philosophy, it's a little bit. I'm blurring lines mm. a little bit. Um, so, so you're forgetting who was who the name is. No, no, no. It's just more of like I don't know if this applies to philosophy, but maybe. Well, no, maybe, anything. May, maybe okay. So maybe. Early on, influentially, like a huge influence early on was was probably Ayn Rand, like okay. her works. Yeah, uh, but then, but then again, I, I wasn't really. I'm, I'm saying like building a philosophical framework in a way mm -hmm. where I was like, because I was already kind of a science guy, I was like, okay, like she she's talking about building a rational framework mm -hmm. for operating and living and stuff, and I was like, okay, cool. But then it kind of broke down with certain of course and you realize like oh not all one person has all the answers right um and it, it was too it was too abject it was too too abstract the idea of individualism was was too abstract for me and i was like yeah i don't know if this breaks down in certain contexts mm. especially in today's society like uh you know we're highly we're highly social animals and we're very we we operate on very tribal frameworks even though we don't recognize that we like to be a part of groups and stuff right even even identity wise mm -hmm. um but yeah that was that was probably a huge influence and then and then i trickled in through uh, the thing is i kind of digested i took a lot from everybody i took a lot from the thinkers that went from individual like liberty kind of people uh you know you, you talk about the fucking what's his name i see his i see his face but i don't remember his name which what does is, he look like he has a big nose oh i don't know i think it's uh i think it's sarder oh sarder, sarder Jean yeah. paul yeah mm. i think it's sarder i I'd, I'd, i've never seen his face 
I think I took a lot. Sart, I think. I, I took it's French. I probably took a lot from him um, because his name sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I took ideas from a lot of people, but I only remember like the real big ones that kind of early on, obviously, like because mm-hmm. I, I got introduced to Rand in high school, so it was kind of like, oh, that was huge, you know. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, you. I just started taking ideas in, and so I I stopped with Camus, but it's because I felt like I finally found the thing that was like that okay, you needed. This yeah, this, I, see. I was like, this is it. And then I finished. Interesting, interesting. Finito. Yeah. I don't know if you've had that. Have you, have you had like a? Uh, have you had that where you're like finito? I reached the point of conclusion to, to um, some of my for certain works, uh-huh. but like with people nowadays that I follow, never because they're always making relevant new content. Uh-huh. But so like I grand kind of, scheme of life things, like operate, like how you live your day to day life. Uh, I always feel like it's building. Damn. Yeah, my man, like, builder over here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just don't feel like I'll ever finish. Finish you to okay. I'm, just, I'm not saying I'm a finished project over here. Yeah, I'm but I feel say- like I feel like there's always something I can learn. Yeah, like okay. the top that should I give you my top? Yeah, top sure, list. Sure. So, so my guys, 100 percent right now, the big ones for me, Gary V is giant for me mm-hmm. because he pretty much teaches me about actually being more practical and doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, huge guy for me, Eric Weinstein, mm-hmm. big big in my book. Um, Jordan Peterson's also a big guy for me too. I'm a little bit less so now, um, just because I haven't been following his content so much. Um, I think he's like dealing with a drug addiction. Or is something. he still doing it? I don't know, man. I think his wife is like dealing with some. His wife, I think, had cancer or something. Yeah, man, it's rough. Um, yeah, I know. But Jordan Peterson's a big one. Um, who else? Uh, Really, those are the main guys. Of course, I like Bobby Lee, too. He's a huge <laughs> one for me. Just because Bobby Lee's a weird one, too, to put in that list. Yeah. Um, and but I can explain why. Like that, man. Yeah, because Bobby Lee, I think, he's just such a um, genuine character. Yeah. He's probably one of the most, like, honest people I think I've ever seen. Yeah. He just completely says anything and everything that is on his mind, and you never feel like he has he's ever in disingenuous like yeah. even with the most heinous shit <laughs> and you're just like damn how can he fucking say this <laughs> and he just never holds back so Bobby Lee's a huge one to me I wish yeah. I could, I strive to have that level of honesty yeah um and then yeah um those are probably the main people on my yeah. list nowadays those are all relevant to now yeah oh David Goggins is also huge for me too David Goggins yeah so David Goggins, you don't know him? No, dude. David Goggins is the <laughs> Navy SEAL who basically did SEAL training like three times in a row. Um, he also <laughs> ran like 100 miles every week for like eight re- weeks in a row. Um, he's just like a machine, a living Terminator. He basically <laughs> is just this guy who pushes himself to the brink of destruction yeah. all the time as much as possible. If you want to talk about the pain mentality, this guy is the fucking physical embodiment of the pain mentality. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot to add somebody to that list. What? Z's. Ansari? No, Z's. Do you know Z's? No. Z's the, you know, the Z's mode guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Z's mode? Are you trolling? <laughs> Z's mode? Do you know Z's mode? No. What the hell is Damn that? Damn it. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you can add this in post, but Google Z's mode. Is this a troll one? Put this on. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's because I, I, cause you're bringing up guys that are talking about like, uh, you know, 
like life motivator guys. Yeah. And like he was one of the guys. Ty Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking troll. (laughs) No, no. Here in my garage. No, this guy. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy, this guy was, uh, he was a bodybuilder. Mm. And he was like, you have to build yourself, you have to sculpt yourself. And that kind of did change. But then again, it's it's kind of a derivative because like, you know, what what were these Greek guys that were like, your body is a temple and whatnot. But but there was, I'm kind of half-heartedly joking about it. But he definitely motivated me to get into fitness. Mm. Even though it was kind of ironically, I took something away from it. Like, Yeah, well, with Goggins, I don't even really get much about his fitness. I don't really care so much about his fitness, but his mentality mentality is a a mentality of a a person who takes himself to the nth degree in every aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, it's all about his mental fortitude for me. Yeah, like people looked at Schwarzenegger for that sometimes. Like back in the day, I were like, even though he's a fictional character, Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Some people have him as like a life kind of i want to be rocky right right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah man i think we're getting down to the wire though we're so fucking, let's wrap what, it up it, two hours yeah brother about an hour and a half <laughs> so yeah right, we man. don't want the we don't want the whole podcast yeah, dumped we, so we, let's go ahead and ender all right y'all leave your influencers leave <laughs> yeah who motivates you do yeah, you agree with me you? and juan's list or uh probably not i'll probably somebody? get a lot of hate for my list especially Why? my 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 rand yeah she's controversial man yeah She's, she's a little very, bit of edgelord. She's very controversial. I mean, it makes sense, bro. I was a teenager. Just forgive me. I was yeah. a teenager. I didn't know any better. You know, I was. Yeah, you gotta get some. You gotta get some updated people. One. Oh, I definitely got. I gotta pick up the list. You know, yeah. I gotta. I gotta. You know what? Let's swap. Let's swap Rand with Charlemagne. I'll put Charlemagne. Okay. Okay. Place. But you already got Charlemagne on the list, so. Yeah, Charlemagne the God. By the way, not yeah. not not the, not the actual. That's the only relevant guy you got on there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's good. He's good. He's good. Right. Anyway, yeah, guys, leave us your list and uh, we'll see you. Peace. Peace. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show?